Hey, Paul. Hey, Fab. How's it going? Good. We're wearing the same clothes two weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> or they were recording back to back. Who yeah, knows? Exactly. It's hard to tell. Never <laughs> know. Um, but it's actually interesting because we kind of touched on it in the last uh, during the last conversation, uh, which is like sales culture and setting targets and why why certain people feel they need to add uh, add urgency. Uh, but this is something that I encountered. I mean, listen, I've been working in marketing, yes, but with salespeople for a long time. And this is something that we see all the time because actually it impacts marketing as well, which is setting targets, right? And it, it kind of invariably happens. Maybe it happens more often in startups where there's a pressure to do this high, to have this super high growth. But they, they, at some point or another, it's like unrealistic targets are set. And, and sometimes it's like vastly unrealistic, right? It's not like, okay, one or two deals off. It's like, you know, a hundred deals off or something like that. And so I wanted to have a conversation with you about setting realistic targets because there is a reality of the business that we need X number of revenue to come in. But then there's also the reality of what sales and ultimately marketing can deliver. Um, so let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that for now. What's what's your point of view on how to set targets, how to make them realistic, but also take into account the business needs? Well, it's actually a very long conversation. So to set targets, you need to look at the whole business, right? Right. Uh, you need to look at the market. You need to look at your product. You need to look at the economy. Uh, you need to be. You need to factor in the things you don't control, right? Mm-hmm. And you know we often. You need to factor them in when you're setting your target, but then you have to ignore them and only do what you can work on, right? So if James Clear, you know, work on the things, work on the actual actions that are going to make the things happen. So it's very interesting because, like you said, you're probably working with startups sometimes who are very unrealistic, you know, where we want to, you know, be 10 times larger in one year. Mm -hmm. Well, if you look at the market, reality, what is it they're doing, you know, what's the outbound they're doing, what's the inbound, you need to look at all those things before you can allow yourself to say what's my realistic target. So yeah. really it boils down to that. You need to look at who's my market, what am I trying to reach, what's the success I've had so far. Now, if you're dealing with a startup and you haven't done anything, you're kind of guessing. Right? Yeah. So that's the logical answer. That's the answer for the owner. Yeah. That's the answer for the people who want to go and decide how much they're going to spend on um, employees, uh, their hard cost, right? Now, and this is important. If you have a sales staff, um, I think it's important to have a realistic target, but you want to push that target a little bit. You want it to be a big, lofty goal, right? So, hey, what can we do this year if we just maintain, you know, the cruising speed that we're doing now? We're cruising pretty fast, but we're doing this. So maybe we can acquire X, right, in sales. Well, maybe if we push a little harder and we've got a little bit of luck and we're, you know, we're in a place where it allows us to go further, maybe it's X times 1.2 or 1.3 or Mm 1.1 or 2, you know, who knows? So um, realistic targets have to be based if you have a company history on what you've done in the past and what you hope to do in the future. And if you want to really multiply it, you have to be saying, well, what are the actions or what are the things that we're doing that are going to enable us to multiply? If you're just going to say this year, we're going to sell that much more. Why? Because yeah. you're in trouble, right? You need to, you need to have a strategy. You need to plan. You need to look at your market, your growth, maybe acquisitions, 
Uh, you know, who are the clients that you're looking for? Um, you know, why are you trying to do this? Um, so it, it, it's it's really it's 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 all about that, Fab. It's all about how you get to the target. And I'd even go to the extent of saying the target will uncover itself if you do the other. If you look at what you sold in the past, if you look at your sales force currently, if you look at the market and you look at the economy, you should be able to create a calculation that'll bring you to an intelligent target. Mm -hmm. So if you plan on doubling your sales force, uh, doubling your sales force, uh, if you plan on acquiring a new company, you know, that suddenly gives you five X of what you have now, well, then maybe your target can be, you know, 5.5 or 7x because you're going to have efficiencies, whatever it is. But it has to be based on data calculations and reality, reality of what is out there. Now, there's one thing to have a target that is going to be realistic, right? An objective, or, or and then there's to, to to overshoot that target to want to go further. You still need to determine the actions to get there. So you may want to, you know, to overachieve, but you got to say, well, what do we have to do to get there? And that's the that's that's the thing you have to work on. You can't just say, well, I'm going to still pitch to 10 clients a week or but they're going to, you know, I'm going to get I'm going to close five times more. Why? Are you changing anything in your pitch? No, uh, it's just going to happen. I'm going to be better. OK, what does that mean? It takes, you know, whatever training. I mean, train on 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 certain things that I have a hard time with. OK, now we're starting to talk. Uh, you know, that's for the individual, for the company. It's we're going to sell 10 times more uh, and our sales force is going to be able to sell 10 times more. Oh, really? Why? You know, so that to me, the target should come from a very realistic data uh, analysis. Now, this being said, the man of full contradictions, you can put in, if you know that your sales controls your revenue and that your operations, let's say your operations can handle whatever. It's very rare, but you know, in these days it's often the, it, it currently right now during, you know, uh, July, 2021 sales often are, are, are doing great, but operations can't feed. Well, okay. So if you have these great targets and your operations can't feed the, the sales that are coming through, well, that's a problem. So let's assume for a second, you're, you're selling software where, you know, it doesn't matter. Like if you sell one, it's great. You can sell a million, you know, it doesn't make a difference. Well, then, then you can put accelerators on surpass targets, right? Mm -hmm. And you can, you can drive your sales by saying, okay, if you sell X, you'll make this much. If you sell 1.5 X, you'll make twice your bonus, right? So you're going up exponentially. So, and then, then the people will figure out the actions to make it happen. Right. Does that all make? I've said a lot of stuff there. Talk too much as you. Yeah. No. I mean, if I can, if I boil it down, I mean, obviously. So if you're a startup, it's different because there's no historical, um, and you're kind of going off of what investors, you know, your meetings with investors. But and we could talk about that in two minutes. But what I'm hearing is that, you know, you look your your growth targets have to be based on something. So yes, you have your historical data. Well, on average, we've increased you know, by one, 1 1.3 X every year, just because the market is going up in general. Uh, so you're like, if what I'm seeing though, what I see regularly is that people have these lofty growth goals, but then they're not doing, they're not investing behind the scenes. Right. So whether it's operations can handle that, well, if you want to grow by 10 X, 
then you need to invest in operations so they can handle 10x, right? Because what, what happens when the salesperson sells 10 more and you can't deliver, well, that, that customer will leave, right? And so, right. Um, or you'll have to say issue refunds or we'll have to do whatever. And, um, but, but we also see the reverse, right? Which is like, oh, we'll do like 10 times more, but we're not going to hire salespeople. We're not going to train them. We're not going to hire a marketing team. We're not going to. So like you said before, wh where is that growth going to come from? So yeah. it's, it's easy to be, to be there, but it's also much harder than to be like putting your money with your mouth is right. <laughs> it's like to, to invest, to be able to get to that growth. And, and if you don't want, that's fine. If you want to continue your 1.3 average growth, that's okay. But if you're getting into a point where you need to grow, you want to grow more, well, you need to be able to find a way, whether it's through an acquisition, yeah. investing in your team, hiring more people, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Your operations, you know, for startups is different. Like I find like startups, I mean, I, I don't always have access. I don't always look at all the details of their books, but you know, like I've seen what I've seen in the past is that they, sometimes they hire like a superstar salesperson and they have like great, you know, three, three months in a row, like super great, like high growth because all of a sudden they have a superstar salesperson and they pitch themselves to, to investors as like, look at how, and then the investors have like one expectation and the reality is that's why you just have one superstar, you know, and then you're hiring more people. And then yeah, I mean, it, are not you know, exactly. And if you're looking at, you know, and, and of course, we didn't talk about that, but what affects your, your desire to boost your target? If you're looking for investors, well, that might very well be one of your motivators. You know, if we put 10 million down in the books, well, all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden the sales are going to go up, you know, or the revenue, uh, sorry, the revenue from investors may go up, you know, rather than putting 7 million on the books. So uh, on the target, so it, it's important, you know, you need to know what you're trying to do with this target and why you're setting it and what it means to you, right? Um, so if it's just a sales target, um, you know, it has to be realistic because if your sales target's not realistic, you're gonna d depress your sales team. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, it's understanding like, and just putting my marketing hat on for two minutes, it's like, it's also, it impacts other areas of the business, right? You talk about operations before or customer service, if it's more of a, of a software or whatnot that you're selling, but, uh, it impacts your marketing as well, right? Because I mean, if if sales has to send, if sale has to close ten times more, well, those new potential clients have to come from somewhere, right? So, uh, you know, that obviously will impact marketing. Uh, so there's a lot of impact in terms of like just setting a target. Like you have to kind of look at it. What what does that mean for everybody? Like, okay, like we feel the salespeople can do more, but you know, our marketing team is already stretched thin. Like they can't deliver more with with what they're doing now like it's important to take that into account when you're setting your target as well i knew a sales vp that always inflated the sales targets and you know he he got fired from a lot of jobs because one he promised way too much to the management or the owners and his his sales team would get depressed because right. his team his numbers were always overinflated, unrealizable and you know, so over and over, he would get fired and move around. And I know another guy who's a little too conservative, and that can be bad too. Like, hey, you told us you'd hit ten, you hit twelve. You know, we could have forecasted for some more, you know, investments in operations, whatever. And so, you know, it, it's it's a it, it's an art. Um, it's an art. You have to think about it. You have to be able to. It's it's a living, breathing thing too. Um, but to set yourself a lofty goal for yourself. Uh, uh, a target is great, but you need to know that it's lofty. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think 
you know, okay. So then, but then let me flip that on the side. For so, so let's say I'm a, I'm a sales manager, I'm a marketing leader, whatever. And, you know, the co-founder, the president, CEO, whoever you report to comes to you and they're like, next year we need to achieve. And you flat out of the gate, know it's unrealistic. Like what, 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 what happens then? Like, are we pushing back? Are we trying to say like, fine, if you wanted this, we need to hire that. Like what's, who's what you suggesting? Who's we? Like the market, like they like say sales leader. Like uh, I'm the CEO, I come to you, Paul, we need to increase sales by 10X for next year. You know fully well. I'm the sales leader. I'll yeah. say, okay, fine. Let me crunch the numbers. I'll get back to you with what I think is an, a realistic number. And yeah. Fab, I live this all the time in media. You know, my <laughs> job, uh, my job, how long ago was this? Uh, 10 years ago, I would have to push back all the time. Because the, the the CEO would come in and say, "Okay, I want this number," and I and I was a sales leader then. I said, "Okay, I know you want that number," and it was in a very mature industry and with very specific market share, and it wasn't a growing industry. So I said, "Okay, how are we going to get there?" And then I would crunch all the numbers and I'd say, "This is a more realistic number," you know. And and I always hit my numbers, and he was very happy. This being said, if you're in a growth industry, that CEO might say, okay, 10X, okay, this is what we're going to have to do if we want 10X. You know, I need to hire more salespeople, need to make sure operations can deliver. You know, let's say it's in a market that has, you know, you've only tapped into 1% of the market share. Well, then maybe, but you need to figure out your resources and the actions that will need to be taken to get there. Well, yeah, you should push back and challenge if you don't think right. it's real. Yeah, you and know. I think that's another part of the challenge is like some people don't don't take that time to push back you know and we were talking about pushing back against prospects in the earlier episode but you know there is pushing back internally as well right and it's i know it's not always easy especially when uh when you don't have a lot of historical data or your brand new yeah. company and your systems are a mess because it was just like high growth high growth high growth and nobody's taking care of tracking anything properly so it's not always easy to push back yeah. but i think there's a certain at the very least a very um educated conversation that needs to happen totally agree totally agree absolutely it's not an right. easy but that's a reality yeah it was a, it was a good session i think uh you know if, if we were to wrap this one up yeah i would say is you need data to 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 support your your targets and if you don't i mean sometimes you don't have it but get the data as much as possible and if you don't have data at least put out an action plan yeah exactly i mean let's say you don't have data because you're too new uh, obviously, when we're talking to places about setting targets, and you already have a team, so you already have some historical, uh, uh, some historical knowledge, and it's just about like, listen, last year with the same team we did X. If if we're not planning on investing more, like, there's no reason to believe like we'll be able to get much more. Um, you know, that said, if you were investing more, you know, we could believe. And I think I think if you don't have data, it's also about well, what should we be doing, right? Like in in terms of getting better data. Uh, in terms of why are we not getting good data or, you know, there's like, there's other alternatives, uh, there's other conversations to have as well in terms of like, um, you know, exactly what do we need to get more data? Like, are we, you know, going to market properly? Like, do we need, and then, you know, we talked about this a while back, like an, uh, a sales development rep and an account executive, is that the right sales mix? Should, should marketing be doing inbound versus account-based marketing? Like there's a lot of conversations to be had. Uh, around that as well. I totally agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Awesome. All right. Paul. Thanks, Fab. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.